Welcome to The Sofa. I'm Sherry. I'm Bonnie. And this is the Sisters Hallmark Sip and Chat Podcast. We're a couple of crown heads who love all things Hallmark. Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas started last weekend on the W Channel, and we are so excited. Hallmark announced their full lineup of movies for the 2021 season, and we are looking forward to watching them all and chatting about them. Join us weekly while we sip and chat about the movies from the past weekend. In this episode, we will be sipping hot cocoa, yum yum, and chatting about the first three movies, You, Me, and the Christmas Trees, Boyfriends of Christmas Past, and The Santa Stakeout. We chose to pair this drink because it appears in all three movies and because hot cocoa is wonderful. Movie number one, You, Me, and the Christmas Trees. It stars Danica McCuller as Olivia Arden and Benjamin Ayers as Jack Connor. The story is about Olivia, who is an expert on evergreens, and just days before the holiday, she agrees to help Jack. He's a fourth-generation Christmas tree farmer in Avon. A mysterious illness has befallen their furs, causing them to die out and threatening his family's 100-year-old business. As Olivia tries to get to the root of the problem and extends her stay in town, she and Jack spend more time together and feelings begin to blossom. All right, let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. First, let's explain what that is. Our custom sofa rating system includes a list of 20 Hallmark tropes that will determine how Hallmark is this movie. You can download the list from our website, sisterssipandchat.ca. So for this movie, it earned 12 out of 20 sofas. Um, And let's just go through the list. So it started off, it was a farm. So that's one on the list. And of course, the whole story happens around a Christmas tree farm. In hotel, she stays up uh, at the hotel or the local inn. And uh, they have all a bunch of wonderful things happening there uh, for Christmas at the inn. It's in a small town, uh, the town of Avon specifically. Object focused. It's all about the Christmas trees in this one. Transportation breaks down. The two stars, Olivia and Jack, get in a fender bender together and her car needs repairs overnight. And this is why she ends up having to stay in the town of Avon. There's a bit of a clash of classes. Her family is rich and she feels Christmas has been more for show for them. And he comes from a more modest background where Christmas was a more celebratory and on a personal level. Town celebrations. There is lots of really good ones in this one. There was a cider mixology uh, contest. Uh, Christmas cookies at the inn, a craft fair, town tree decorating, and lighting. The bonus for this one, for uh, five extra sofas, if there is a charity or a charitable event, and in this one, they sell the mistletoe balls from her canceled wedding for charity at the town craft fair. So what's the standout in this movie for you, Sherry? I love the back and forth differences between the science that Olivia brought to it and the Christmas aspect that Jack brought to it when they were making the, the mixologies for the ciders, which I didn't even know there was that many things you could do with ciders. It was really, really incredibly interesting how someone could take things that I would never think of and put them together and enjoy that drink. Like she put in the tree and, and yeah. she won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would never think to drink a tree, but it worked. Exactly. <laughs> I really like the mixology as well. That was pretty cool. I've never seen mixology with cider before. So that was kind of neat. I really liked her experiments. 
with the trees and, and just learning about tree science was kind of cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I really liked the scene under the stars where they were laying under uh, in the nighttime starry sky. That was really sweet. I liked that. It's so romantic. Mm-hmm. Yes, really I, I did really like that uh, people could identify with her character with her mom, having mm-hmm. a mom that made her feel less than during the movie, I was really, really worried saying, oh, I hope my daughter would never feel like that, would try to avoid coming home. Nobody wants to be without their children at Christmas or their family in general. So that was that was really heart wrenching for me that she would find any reason to not want to go home. Yeah, I really, I really like the part at the end where she got connected back with her parents. And once they found out how important it was for her to celebrate Christmas in this more homey way, more authentic way, uh, they kind of jumped right on board, which is great. She was surprised and it was nice to see. I really liked that. Yeah, it was really nice. And here's a big surprise. They got together at the end. Yeah, they better it's a hallmark movie it's another great love story (laughs) yeah it was a really good ending and it was really funny with the bad guy who of course we figure out you know what he they figure out what he's up to and he gets caught and the town is of course right behind jack the whole way that's really great the whole sentiment from the town how connected they were and uh how they kept giving him chances even though he was having obviously all these issues with his farm Mm -hmm. what a great community that would be wonderful to be part of a community that does that on a regular day-to-day basis it's it's a common now to walk by your neighbors and do the head nod and say hello but no this community was one for all and all for one was really really nice yeah I I really I think that. that the biggest sum for me was and you said it earlier was not only was it a great love story a great Christmas movie but it was also very besides entertaining it was very educational like you said we learned a yeah. lot which yeah was really I thought good. that was a really unique uh you know take on a story I'd never heard of someone who takes care of trees in that way um but it was pretty cool to, a great way to incorporate Christmas trees as uh you know a major thing in the movie that isn't just you know about lighting a tree it's about caring for the tree which is really cool that was that was really really cool well let's see how it compares with the next movie movie number two boyfriends of christmas past starring katherine hayna kim as lauren and raymond a black as nate Leading up to Christmas, marketing executive Lauren is visited by the ghosts of four ex-boyfriends. She must learn to open her heart or risk losing her best friend, Nate. Now, let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. This movie rates 9 out of 20 sofas, and they are engagement wedding. She overcomes her fear of commitment, and they get engaged at the end. Something magical happens. Lauren is visited by ghosts of her past boyfriends, helps a family member or friend in need. Lauren helps Nate with the party at the rec center for the foster children, town celebration, decorating the town square and tree lighting, and the bonus five sofas for charity or charitable event because Nate throws a party for the foster kids. Now, Bonnie, what stands out for you in this movie? I really like that it was from a female point of view. Most 
uh, renditions of the Christmas Carol, which this is uh, very similar to a Christmas Carol story, always come from a, a male point of view. So I really like that this was from a female point of view. I also loved her dad, who is Paul Lee, a.k.a. Mr. Kim from Kim's Convenience. He was really funny, and I really loved seeing him in this movie. And I really enjoyed the relationship with her stepmom. Uh, she didn't have her her birth mom in the story, and that was really heartbreaking for her. So it was nice to see that she still had a really good connection with her stepmom. I also loved seeing the celebration of Korean culture as well as Christmas. There's a lot, of course, I don't know about Korean culture, so it was really exciting to see that. I also liked the connection between Laura and, and Nate in the fact that she didn't have her birth mother and that was a big deal for her, a real missing piece of her life. And Nate didn't have parents. He was a foster uh, child. And so I think they connected on that level. So that was really nice to see that connection there. Um, he was always there for her. Like they were truly best friends when she was having a down day, she would call him and, and he would come a running the hot cocoa. He would send or drop by her house with some gingerbread that was really sweet he was always very romantic that way i totally agree this was another very interesting take on the classic christmas carol i personally was a foster parent for 17 years and therefore this was super close to my heart and the concept of him giving back to others that were also foster children was very important. And the fact that he was successful, even though he was a foster child, I think is really great for people to hear because most people stereotype that role and don't always see that, that children that have been in foster care can have great, successful and supportive lives. I, um, I really, really loved all the romance in the movie including the horse and carriage. My husband, while we were watching this, agreed that the next time we go to the Niagara Falls, that he would rent one for us because we see them all the time, but we hadn't actually um, gone on one ourselves. And I think you could see how I was so enamored with the horse and carriage ride, even though she was dismissing what he was saying. But I did like also at the end that she had the realization that she really did love him. She was able to come to that during her presentation but then she also recognized that that love for him and that relationship was more important than any recognition or promotion. So that I thought was really, really good to show that um, love conquers all. And what's really important to us is love. And, and that was really, really well perceived at the end. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on all points. I really enjoyed the moments with the ghosts, AKA her past boyfriends, which of course they weren't really there. This was the magical part of the show, um, but it was cute and it was funny. And it also of course was eye opening for her. Um, but they uh, also did a follow-up after, which was really interesting um, that they followed up uh, after each each uh, episode with the ghost, she would go online to social media and figure out, you know, where, where they were in their life at that time. And, and it turned out that they're they're they were doing well in their life. And I think that was really smart that they didn't leave it hanging that she'd just broken up with them and the relationship ended poorly because of something she did. Um, also, they went that next step to uh, not kind of let guilt hang on to it. And she could see that they had moved on with their lives with the people that they were supposed to be with. And uh, I believe that was the idea that she was supposed mm -hmm. to see that 
she was supposed to be with the person she was supposed to be with, which was, of course, Nate. Absolutely. It was a very, very um, nice twist to an old classic. But once again, it was romantic, it was loving. And we're talking about people who, um, again, totally giving of themselves. Nothing's better than, than watching a movie where people are can be selfless and kind and not that she was always that way, but Nate was all through, all the way through. So yes, that was he really- always was shown as being such a big hearted person, which was, of course, a terrific part of the show. And that's something that Hallmark always does well with their movies. So even though it wasn't maybe all the usual Hallmark tropes, it was um, a more unique take. It was still with that feeling, that Hallmark feeling you get when you watch these movies, which we love so much. And it was great, like you said, to uh, see the Korean culture for Christmas. That was something that I don't know a lot about. So that was really great. Again, another educational experience. 100%. Okay, let's go on to the next movie. Movie number three, The Santa Stakeout, starring Tamara Mowry Housley as Detective Tanya Morris, a.k.a. Tasha, and Paul Campbell as Detective Ryan Anderson, a.k.a. Rupert. Tanya is a police detective who is reluctantly partnered with fellow detective Ryan to solve a string of heists taking place during holiday parties around town. They go undercover as newlyweds Tasha and Rupert, moving into the vacant house next to Mr. Miller, the jovial chair of the community's Christmas committee, and the prime suspect in the case. As Tanya and Ryan get swept up in Christmas, their cover story as a couple in love starts to become reality. Okay, let's find out how this movie rates on our SOFA rating system. So this movie earned a 7 out of 20 SOFAs, um, and the tropes this time were enemies to lovers. They start off as partners who don't like each other very much, and then they fall for each other in the end, which was very sweet. Uh, The town celebration is really actually more a neighborhood celebration. Uh, They had neighborhood Christmas events like potluck, charades, caroling, and hot cocoa tasting. And it did earn a bonus five sofas for charity or a charitable event when they renovated a house for a deserving family. Okay, Sherry, what stood out for you in this movie? Okay, well, there's so many things, but the one thing I love these actors and I love that they have such a skill of using humor. So in such a great storyline, they were still able to make it so entertaining and funny. He is just one of my favorite comedic actors. So I really love that. My favorite, favorite all time is the fact that I would wish I personally could be part of a community that does all those types of events. I would be totally into all of them. And I love charades. So that to me would have been a great, great event. Yeah, they had a really, a lot of cool events. I really liked the hot cocoa tasting that had flights of cocos. It was Mm. all different kinds of cocoa. That was very cool. I love the actors in this one too. I think Paul Campbell is just a really good standout Hallmark actor. He always has a little bit of humor, which I always enjoy as well. Uh, The addition of Joe Pantoliano as uh, Francis Miller, a.k.a. Mr. Christmas, who's this Christmas committee chair, um, was really great, too. Really enjoyed him in this movie. 
I loved hearing her sing when they were caroling. Oh, she had so a bit beautiful. of a breakout moment there and we got to hear that. I really enjoyed that too. I think it was really sweet overall, her trying to um, get the Scrooge out of him and, and apply some <laughs> Christmas magic of her own in his life yeah. and, and how he starts to connect back with that too. So that's always nice. The spirit of Christmas there. And it was great that it was a mystery movie because we do love Hallmark mystery movies, but it was great that True. they put a Christmas spin on this one. And it was actually really good. Uh, it took me three guesses. And at the end, I was still very surprised by who done it at the end. So it was very good. Than, yeah, I, I really thought it was, uh, I mean, he was the obvious one. I actually, my guess from the beginning was the, um, oh, I've forgotten his name now, the the police officer that they always call to bring their food and Oh, the yes. The bumbling yeah. guy. I'm not sure. What yes. Is. Yeah. I've forgotten his bumbling. name. Now. Yeah. But I thought that's who I thought it was. I was like, oh, like who could be that? But no, it wasn't him. Then I thought maybe the young guy who kept asking a lot of questions that was part of their community group. Then it wasn't him. Then I was like, okay the the um police chief has said nope you guys aren't doing a good job i'm moving it to somebody else and i'm like oh that sounds like a cover-up so maybe it was him but yeah no. <laughs> no, i thought maybe end. it was the neighbors too i thought the name na- like the, that one couple was maybe a little bit suspicious about oh what do they do outside of all this they were being mm-hmm. very cagey about some things um i thought that was really good how they kind of pointed fingers and and drew up some red herrings for sure uh, in this one and was happily surprised in the end when they uh, finally revealed who who done it. You were talking about that guy who was kind of bumbling. I just reminded me of one of the scenes I really enjoyed that was humorous was when they were coming into the last party and they were all dressed as elves and they kind of <laughs> did that walk in like they were all, you know, bad. On a mission. Yeah, yeah, and then flipping his little elf hat everything that was super cute it was really funny very tongue-in-cheek um but um with a lot of spirit so it was really great yeah I enjoyed that I, I really 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 did enjoy that it was a very cute movie and at the end when I, I couldn't even help but cry when they were helping that family in need with the home like that was yeah. just that was really really that touched me that moved me and again anytime you're giving of yourself without expecting anything in return. His whole point of it was that he was doing it anonymously with the spirit of his wife. It was just, it was very heart strings pulled. Agreed. Agreed. I can't wait to uh, continue to watch the rest of the movies this season and uh, continue to see that kind of uh, holiday spirit, that Christmas spirit um, that gets threaded through the season uh, in the rest of the movies this season. I couldn't agree more. This episode was brought to you by Hamish Community Services, opening doors by taking the dis out of disabilities. You can find out more information at hamish.ca. Well, fellow crownheads, we've come to the end of today's chat. You can find all our episodes on your favorite podcast network and on our website, sistersipandchat.ca. Subscribe and never miss a chat session. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. And we'll save you a seat on the sofa.